Good to have everybody here. When you come on Wednesday night, you must be hungry for the Word. Need more, want more, desire more. And uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for being in, our, in the house of the Lord. Praise God. We are rapidly going through Proverbs. We'll be covering chapter 21 next week. Uh, does everybody, does anybody know what we're doing next week? P-O-R graduation. Graduation. Yeah, let's see. We've got, we've got, stand up. We got Dustin and Jason. Yeah, praise God. I want to tell you, they, when they make it nine months, it is a cause of celebration. We got a bunch of guys that have been through the program. They've graduated. Uh, what what an amazing thing to make it through, change your life. Uh, and the amazing thing of it is, not only does it change the lives of the people in the program, you know, many times it changes the lives of your family. You know, it affects your wife. It affects your family. It affects. Husbands, it affects children, it affects moms and dads. You know, we've had quite a few people come up because a lot of times the family will come up and testify. And, and many times the family testifies how, you know, they started coming to church to support the person in the program. And lo and behold, the Lord changes them. That's just the amazing side effect of God working. So graduations are one of the most exciting times, I believe, on Wednesday night. So that's next Wednesday night, the 21st. Uh, and then we have an extra special treat for uh, the 28th. Brother Matt Carnes is going to be preaching for me on Wednesday night. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. It's our men's ministry leader. And uh, ask him to preach for me on the 28th. That's going to be exciting. So he's, and he's going to... Start writing on Proverbs 22. Amen. Lord's going to give him something. Okay, here we go. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for wisdom, understanding, counsel. And Lord, I thank you that you help us by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you anoint the word of God, and Lord, you give us truth, wisdom from on high. And that truth, Lord, help us to be able to apply it into our life, our family, our homes, our everyday life, so that more and more and more we can walk in your ways. And our life can be a light to all the darkness around us. And, Lord, it seems like the darkness is getting darker. You did say that evil men would wax worse and worse. And, Lord, it's, it's happening all around us. It seems like the darkness is getting darker. And Lord, we thank you that you would help us to be light and shine your light and your goodness and your mercy in the middle of this darkness. And Lord, as we study Proverbs 21 tonight, Lord, we just ask you to help, help us to understand your principles so that that light can continue to shine. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, the way we've been doing Proverbs last couple of weeks five, six, seven weeks, and that is we're going through the whole chapter and then coming back and, and really focusing in on some things that I that kind of jumped out at me, uh, felt like the Lord wanted us to cover 
Uh, this is a subject that we've, you've heard of before, but we haven't focused in on it uh, as of yet. So we're going to do that tonight. So let's read the whole book of uh, Proverbs 21. The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their heart. The Lord is more pleased when we do what is right than just when we offer him sacrifices. Haughty eyes, a proud heart, and evil actions are all sin. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Wealth by, created by a lying tongue is a vanishing mist and deadly trap. The violence of the wicked sweeps away the just because they refused to do what is just. The guilty walk a crooked path. The innocent travel a straight road. You have lots of contrast in the book of Proverbs. And then one, I'm sure one of your favorite verses, verse 9, it's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. I don't know anything about that, and I don't really want to make any comments about that, do I? I don't need to elaborate on that or anything. <laughs> well, all I'll say, it must be bad if you want to live in a corner of an attic. I mean, it's got to be pretty bad. And I just want to thank God. We don't have any quarrelsome wives here or quarrelsome ladies here, do we? See, you get extra points for that. Brother Chuck, when you, when you do things like that, that gains extra points. That's great. Evil people desire evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. If you punish a mocker, the simple-minded become wise. If you instruct the wise, they will be all the wiser. The righteous one knows what is going on in the homes of the wicked. He will bring disaster on them. Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. A secret gift calms anger, and a bribe under the table pacifies fury. Now, I just want you to just want to make note there that it's stating a truth, but it's not necessarily saying that's what you ought to do. You don't have to do bribes or should do bribes, but it is true that especially in those days and time, you know, that's the way they would pacify an enemy. If they knew, now knew somebody was going to attack them, uh, they would give sin gifts, you know, kind of calm the anger down. That's really what it's talking about. Justice is a joy to the godly, but it terrifies evildoers. The person who strays from common sense will end up in the company of the dead. Interesting. Those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. The wicked are punished in the place of the godly and traitors in the place of the honest. It's better, <laughs> here we are again, <laughs> went from the, we went from the attic to the desert. It's better to live alone in the desert than with a quarrelsome, complaining wife. Anybody want to make any comments here? I don't know if anybody has the courage to say anything. Vicki, you want to say anything? <laughs> I mean, think about it. The guy had 700 wives. I mean, come on. 
you know, he's, he's out of 700 wives, he's got to have some complainers, you know, uh, and quarrelsome wives. So, hey, yeah, I'm, that's, that's, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm just, you know, I, after 40 years, I've, I've learned to win to back out. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life and righteousness and honor. I love it. The wise conquer the city of the strong and level the fortress in which they trust. Watch your tongue and keep your mouth shut and you will stay out of trouble. There's a lot of good wisdom right there. Just keep your mouth shut. Mockers are proud and haughty and they act with boundless arrogance. Despite their desires, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. The sacrifice of an evil person is detestable, especially when it's offered with wrong motives. A false witness will be cut off, but a credible witness will be allowed to speak. The wicked bluffs their way through, but the virtuous think before they act. So not just think before you speak, but you also think before you act. No human being, excuse me, no human wisdom or understanding or plan can stand against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but the victory belongs to the Lord. But we're going to talk about really a subject that's mentioned here several, actually pretty uh, good amount of times in Proverbs 21. And really it's, it's, I guess the three areas are tied together, but really hard work, laziness, and generosity. And if you look at those three areas, it's mentioned actually quite a few times in here. And we've mentioned it in prior Proverbs and in future Proverbs. So really we want to look at those three areas, uh, try and understand what God is saying, gather uh, the wisdom of the Lord, and try to understand, you know, sometimes people make fun of laziness, uh, you know, where they're just lazy. But actually understanding the spiritual significance of that. And it's always contrasted to hard work. And then interesting factor is how generosity plays into that. So we want to look at that. The first thing we want to look at, obviously, is what I call the dignity of hard work. Re say that out loud with me. The dignity of hard work. Now, I want to say this before we look at the verses. We're living in a nation and in a culture that has lost the dignity of hard work. And it's a terrible thing because God honors hard work. And he created us to have the joy of doing things, to create, to achieve, to accomplish things, whether it's with our hands or our thoughts or ideas, but we, we are created and endowed with abilities and personalities and talent that 
God wants to use to bless other people or to help other people. And when you do things that accomplish something, you know, it may be something simple. You, you cleaned a garage or you cleaned a warehouse or you organized something or, or you uh, built something. Whatever it is, you still accomplish something. And there's dignity and honor in that hard work. And throughout the Word of God, he talks about that dignity of hard work. But one of the sad things of our culture and the sad things of our nation is that we're moving and have been moving away from the dignity of hard work. And actually, we're celebrating not doing much. Uh, and it's, it's a terrible thing in our nation when we reward those who don't want to work and punish those who do work. It's a perversion of what God has ordained. So let's look at a couple of verses. Uh, first one, obviously, is uh, 21.5. You might remember that. It says, good planning and hard work, it leads to prosperity. But hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. How many of you have ever taken a, hard, a, a, short, a shortcut? <laughs> and how many times have those shortcuts got us in trouble? And then they didn't turn out to be shortcuts. And this is in driving. It's in accomplishing something. It's in building something. You know, uh, even, well, I believe I'll just build this thing. I don't need to read the instructions. You know, and then about three-fourths of the way through, you've got pieces and parts that you're thinking, I wonder where that goes. I wonder how I'm going to get that in there. And then you've got to take the whole thing apart after you read the instructions. So, it's talking about, again, that dignity that if you have good planning, thinking it through, uh, consulting with other people, uh, hard work, it's going to lead to prosperity. But the hasty shortcuts and what is behind the shortcuts, and that is laziness. I'm going to get a way through there. I'm going to cut the amount of work that I have to do, and that's going to, you know, save me some work. But sometimes saving the work means it's not done right. And when it's not done right, then the result is different. So, again, we, you know, and I think there's what I believe, you, you, I, I call it pride in your craftsmanship. Yeah, it could be done differently. And maybe you could save a little bit of time, but you have a certain pride in the fact that, hey, people are going to see this, and I want it to look right. You know, um, I always laugh. Um, you know, we know Troy Castile, he lost his daughter, and He's a friend of mine, but I always teased him because whenever I look at, you know, he's an electrician, and when he does these electrical boxes, um, now when I do electrical, I do electrical, but I, you know, the bottom line is just get the wire there. Whatever you have to do, just get it there. But when you open his boxes up, all the little wires are perfectly bent, and, and then they come straight down, 
And then they come straight in like that. And every wire in there looks like a masterpiece. And I one time I asked him, I said, Troy, I said, this is inside of an electrical box. Who cares that all your electrical lines are lined up? He said, I care. I want it to look nice. I said, even if nobody else ever sees it? He said, yeah. The owner of the house may never open that electrical box. Fine with me. But I see it. And I want it to look good. That's pride in craftsmanship. Pride in doing something and doing it well. No matter whether anybody else sees it. No matter whether, what they think of it. It's just doing it for the glory of God. Because it looks good. Or it's a good job. The next verse is in Proverbs uh, 10 verse 22. Kind of talks a little bit uh, sim similar to that. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Tell me what that's trying to tell us. Anybody want to take a guess at that? What is it saying when it says he adds no sorrow to it? Anybody want to guess what is he trying to say to us? The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich or prosperous. He blesses you. Um, but he doesn't add sorrow with it. What do you think, Clyde? If, and I think it's exactly right. If he is the one blessing us, it's because he approves of our life and the way we're doing things. And he blesses us. And then sometimes we do it our way. Maybe we're climbing over someone else. Maybe we're taking advantage of someone else. Maybe we're doing kind of like all, going all out to get the money. But we take advantage of others in the process. And with that comes great sorrow. And so when you achieve and, and do things the right way and God blesses you for it, then he, it's a blessing. Whatever you receive is a blessing. But when you do it in your strength and maybe even do it a little underhandedly, it adds sorrow. I guess another way to say it is you can't really enjoy what you've got because you didn't do it the right way you didn't do it the right way and, and the next verse is similar to that it says and thirteen eleven says dishonest money dwindles away dishonest money dwindles away but whoever gathers money Little by little makes it grow. And the New Living Translation says it this way, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished. But he who gathers by labor will increase. You know, the good news is God blesses us little by little. Now, tell me why God wants to bless you little by little. What is God doing when he does it that way? Penny? 
and may not be a good steward of it. And here's the advantage of little by little, and that is if you get wealth or uh, riches or whatever, if you, it's gained little by little by hard work, then not only do you learn to appreciate it, you learn to be a good steward of it, and you learn how to take care of it, and you learn to appreciate it. All kinds of things are gained when it's gained little by little. But if you got all your wealth at one time, and I know everybody says, oh, I want to strike it rich. I want to hit the, uh, the, the lottery and, and win $50 billion. And everybody says how wonderful that would be. And, and every time the jackpot gets real high, they walk around with a microphone. What would you do if you won the lottery? You know, most people do not react well to winning a lot of money. And the reason is is they had not learned how to be a good steward of that great amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that humility that comes with good hard work, learning little by little, I, I think there is a humility that comes with that that is a good, good thing. Yes, Josh? Yeah. Actually, we're going to read a, a Proverbs that's very similar to that tonight. And uh, it, it kind of comes along the exact, kind of comes along the same line. And, and the idea is, Lord, you know, I, I want to appreciate everything you've done in my life. And, and, and I think that should be our heart. And that, that comes from um, just not having this idea I'm going to get it all at once you know I, I was a couple of people and I were talking before church and, and I asked the question you know if things if God gave us everything we wanted and if a bad thing never happened to us how would we respond well most likely we would not call upon the name of the Lord if we had nothing bad happen to us we would probably think we never needed God. You know, and I think God allows for some difficult times in our life that forces us, draws us to trust in Him and say, Lord, I need you. Um, and when you have all you need and more, sometimes you get fat and sassy and you don't need the Lord as much. Okay. That's the, talking about the dignity of hard work. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the danger of laziness. Proverbs 21, 17. Uh, we we kind of touched on it there, but let's go back and look at it again. Uh, 21, 17 says what? It says, those who love pleasure become poor. Those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. And again, there's that love, there's that desire uh, if, if we love work, you know, most likely we're going to prosper and do well. But when you love pleasure, you're going to become poor because you're falling in love with the things that are really not going to be that good for you. Same thing, those who love wine and luxury will never be rich. And next verse is 21 25. I'm going to look at quite a few verses actually talk about this. 
Despite their riches, despite their riches, the lazy will come to ruin, for their hands refuse to work. And then uh, another one is in 2120. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. You know, one thing that comes hand in hand with uh, um, laziness, you spend it foolishly. And why do the lazy spend money foolishly? Good question. Anybody think about that one? They don't work for it, and therefore, if they don't work for it, they don't appreciate the hard work that it took to get it and to achieve it and all the sweat that it took to get that. And so they have a tendency to just, huh, you know, they don't value that money because they didn't earn it. And that's exactly right, in fact, is that laziness, I didn't work for this, so therefore... I'm not really going to take care of it. And they don't take care of it. It's amazing. People who are lazy, what they do get, they're able to get from other people or someone to take care of them. And they're foolish in what they, the way they spend and the way they take care of what they have. You know, I believe whatever God blesses you with, he calls you to be a good steward of what he gives you. And to make that last and be the best steward of it you can possibly be. And I believe that's a wise thing. Then 10.4, Proverbs, lazy people are soon poor, hard workers get rich. 12.11, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies (laughs) has no sense. It's interesting, there's a similar verse in 28:19. Hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasy ends up in poverty. So the idea there is chasing fantasies, and, and maybe lotteries would be a, a, one of those things, uh, but always with, with the idea, I'm going to get rich, I'm going to strike it rich, I'm going to hit the big score, uh, always falling for scams. Uh, has anybody ever gotten any phone calls that they were told that they won uh, this, or they won that, or they won a cruise, or they, congratulations, you, and I want to tell you, you hadn't won anything. And I, I'm amazed how many people fall for that stuff. Now, I don't know if you know this or not, but I'll just fill you in. If, you're, if you are on the internet and you have a Facebook account, then quite a few times on Facebook, that's a pretty popular thing, it says on there, so-and-so company has decided to give away a new car, a new this, a new that. All you have to do is like and share this thing and your name will be put in the drawing. I just want to tell you, all that is a scam. Every one of them, they're all scams. And the reason they are is that there's, there's a certain level, I think it's usually 10,000, but if a site gets 10,000 likes and shares, 
then they start getting money from uh, the advertisers if they get a certain amount. So their whole goal is to convince people to like and share. They're never going to give away anything. So, you know, I, and I'm not going to make a bold statement to say there, nobody on there gives away anything, but I want to say about 99.98% of all those things that say we're going to give away of this, they're not. All they want you to do is like and share, and the share increases their likes, and they get enough likes, then they get paid a certain amount of money per time that somebody has liked their page. And we're chasing fantasies. People don't give away things. <laughs> That's a fantasy. And so what we, and again, I think really we have to go back to our own heart to say, Lord, I would like you to bless me as I have the desire to accomplish something and do something and work and achieve something and bless me and my efforts to do those things. And Lord, help me not to be drawn by crazy fantasies and the, the get rich or hit it big mentality. Um, another verse is in 21.6. Wealth created by lying tongue is a vanishing mist and a deadly trap. And the reason this is tied into laziness, and that is when we're lazy and we don't want to work for what we've gotten, then what happens is we're willing to cheat and lie in order to get what we want rather than work for it. So, you know, if you're, if you're willing to cheat or fudge or change things or make things look different than they really are, there's that heart. Uh, and, and that's why also greed and laziness are kind of, Tied hand in hand. Um, and I guess spending foolishly is tied hand in hand or, uh, with, with uh, laziness and also is greed. A couple of verses about greed. Proverbs 28, 20, excuse me, yeah, 28, 22 says, Greedy people try to get rich quick, don't realize they're heading for poverty. And then the last one is in Proverbs 28, 25. Greed causes fighting, trusting the Lord leads to prosperity. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in the middle of a family. How many of you have heard of a family that somebody died in the family and there was a inheritance and all the kids started fighting over the inheritance? Y'all ever heard about that? I want to tell you it happens all the time. It's the craziest thing. You know, the families love one another <laughs> until that, whatever that inheritance comes in and it's kind of like, Get out of my way. I'm going to do whatever I can to get my fair share or more than my fair share. You know, the families that have the attitude, you know, I'm blessed now. And all my blessings come from God. And if I don't get a penny, I'm just fine. And if you have that kind of attitude, that type of mentality, then you, that, then that wealth will not tear families apart. I have seen families torn apart through inheritances, fighting over that inheritance. And I've seen that going for years and years. Families are split and relationships are broken and they're not talking after 10, 15 years. Uh, it is such a sad thing that money became more important than family. And it should never be.
But again, we've got to have a go. It really all goes back to that dignity of work. If I see the dignity and the nature that God created within us to be a hard worker, to do a good job, to do an excellent job, and whatever we do, uh, then I'll be satisfied. I think a sense of contentment fights against that greed and against that laziness to say, Lord, teach me to be grateful for everything that I have, be a good steward of everything that I have. Um, let's talk a, the third area, and that is the generous uh, generosity. It talks about quite a bit in 21. Uh, generous will always be blessed. Look at 21.13. says, those who shut their ears to the cry of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. And, man, we just, we have all kinds of opportunities when people are hurting. What a golden opportunity it is. And, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm so proud of our church and really ch churches in general, not just our church, but people of God who have risen up to help people who are flooded out. You know, I, somebody told me today, I didn't even know it. They, they said that 30,000 homes flooded in Lafayette. And I thought all the flooding was in Walker and, you know, in the Denham Springs and Baton Rouge area. But uh, they, the person that came to the funeral yesterday said, no, they live in uh, Lafayette and 30,000 homes flooded. That's in addition to the, I don't know, 40,000, 50,000 uh, people that flooded in the Denham Springs, Walker, or Prairieville area. Uh, and then that's not even counting going over to Slidell, Tangipahoe, in that area. I mean, there are just thousands and thousands of families who are hurting. And this is not going to be a short-term fix. And so this is, you know, this, is, this is a time when the church can hear the cries of the poor. Uh, some of those people are hurting. Some of those people are hungry. They've expended all their finances, and some of them not only lost their homes, they lost their jobs in the process because their business is flooded. So this is a time to hear the cry of the poor. And, you know, again, I brag on you, but I just, you know, the offerings that you gave uh, two or three weeks ago, uh, you know, and, and we, I know we've in the, still in the process of spending that money helping out people. Uh, and what a blessing it is. Another verse is in Proverbs um, 21, 26 says this. It says, some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. And it is so true. Why, when you love the Lord, why is it you love to give? Tell me. What is it? Penny, why do you think? Okay, want to share the blessings you've received? It's what? It's the Father's heart. I agree with that. What else is it that makes us want to give? Any, anybody? Any thoughts?
You know, Jesus said, freely you received, freely you give. And, and, and this, I think it applies on the spiritual side, but it also applies on the physical side. God blesses us. He takes care of us. He forgives us. He is merciful to us. So how could we possibly receive all those wonderful blessings and then not be willing to want to give those back to others? We have to give and I always see us as a channel. We're kind of like a water pipe, you know. We just it's just flowing through us, and no use getting all puffed up. It's just flowing through you. You get puffed up, it stops. <laughs> it stops flowing. And so, just allow God to flow through you. And sometimes we we hang on to. Uh, try to store up enough so that we won't be without uh, and so many times that stops the channel of God's blessings and so the blessings stop flowing because we stop the other end up does that make any sense if God's going to flow into us and if we start saying oh I, I better not give because I'm not going to have enough we stop up that end well it can't flow and again, we're just a channel. And, and I've seen this so many times. I, I believe there are some people, they're just gifted with the gift of giving. They are givers, givers, givers. And I want to tell you, those people are blessed. Everything they do succeeds. Yes. I'm sorry, go ahead. And it is amazing uh, how fulfilled we feel. Just giving, just blessing other people, uh, seeing them blessed, uh, knowing that God is using you to bless others. You know, and, and it's really true. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And it is a truth. It has always been a truth. Um, another uh, Proverbs 15, verse 16 and 17. Better to have a little with the fear of the Lord than to have a great treasure in inner turmoil. A bowl of vegetables with someone you love is better than steak with someone you hate. <laughs> and I like a good steak. Good ribeye, cooked medium, wood-fired. I like a good steak. But if it's with someone who hates you or you hate them or you disagree with them or they're a detestable person, I want to tell you that food isn't worth nothing. So the idea here, you know, a little bit and enjoying the blessings of God is a whole lot better than having a whole lot and being miserable. And uh, another verse, one more verse in this, and 11, 24 to 26, I love this. Give freely and become more wealthy. <laughs> it's kind of the flowing through the water pipe idea. Be 
Be give freely, become more wealthy. Be stingy, lose everything. The generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Kind of talk about what we were just talking about. We feel fulfilled as we help others. 26, people curse those who hoard their grain, but they bless the one who sells in time of need. The years, there's the mentality of hoarding versus generosity. I'm gonna, and why do we hoard? We hoard because we're afraid we're not gonna have enough, and that's really not trusting in God. That's really saying God's not gonna take care of me when in reality we should be trusting in Him. And then the last thing I wanna look at, and that is, uh, I just wanna say this, and that is that ultimately our trust is in the Lord. Um, the last verse of Proverbs 21, uh, one of my favorite verses, the horseman or the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but our victory belongs to the Lord. And, and the idea there is that, you know, you can do all the preparation in the world, but when it comes down to it, who is really going to be the one to give us the victory? It's God. And hey, it, it's not saying don't be prepared. It's just simply saying you prepare but when it all comes down to it, folks, our trust is in Him. He is the one who's going to sustain us, take care of us, love us. Um, and th this is the proverb that Josh kind of alluded to a minute ago, very similar to what you said. It's in Proverbs 30, verse 7 through 9. Oh God, I beg two favors from you. Let me have them before I die. First of all, help me never to tell a lie. Second, Give me neither poverty nor riches. Give me just enough to satisfy my needs. For if I go rich, I may deny you and say, who is the Lord? And if I'm too poor, I may steal and thus insult God's holy name. And so the idea is, I don't want to have too much and I don't want to have too little. But Lord, meet my needs and let me have sufficient. But let me trust in you. And say that, Lord, you're the one. You're the one who supplies all my needs. You're the, and he is the one who takes care of us. He's the one who provides for us. Um, and the last thing I just say about this, and that is, you know, the Lord himself gave us his riches that we could, that we could be rich. He gave up his riches. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty he could make you rich. I mean, he had everything, and he gave all that up so that you could be, you could have the riches of God's glory. You could have the riches of God's mercy and forgiveness. And he showed the example. Could, could God have said, okay, mankind, you messed it up, you sinned, you're on your own, I'm just going to let you go to hell. Sure, he could have. But he loved you so much. He loved me, he loved you, he loves us so much that he came from heaven poured out 
of himself to give us his riches. Made himself poor, as it says, that we could be rich in him. And so, again, you know, just, just kind of summarizing all this, you know, I think God wants to have us prosperity. And I've always believed prosperity uh, is enough to give. And if you compare it, I see selfishness is poverty and generosity is wealth. If you think about it. And if, if we're going to say, okay, how can we prosper? Talk about hard work, talk about generosity, talk about staying away from laziness. I wrote this, and that is, you have to recognize that prosperity is not a natural state of affairs. It's the result of hard work, diligence, contentment, generosity, and abiding trust in God. In other words, we all want to prosper, but it doesn't just happen. You know, it's just, it's, you do nothing. <laughs> if you do nothing, you're not going to prosper. That's why there's some action on our part. And, and the principles that we talked about tonight, what was the first principle we talked about that we need? Hard work. And what is the one thing we have to avoid and fight against? Laziness and all the difficulties that come with that, the greed, the, the, the desire to get rich quick, the sometimes lying and cheating and stealing to get because of that laziness or that greed. And then the third thing we talked about, what, what do we need to have in our life? We need to be generous because if we will generous, we're, we're a flow. God is able to bless us and it just flows through us. And you know what, I just want to say this, I, I, this, this church, you're such generous people. You know, I'm always blown away how generous and giving this church is. What a blessing uh, church, you know. Thank you for being a generous church. And I want to tell you this one reason why we're a blessed church. Because the people love to give. You know, we, we give away missions we help other people we bless other people and i believe that's one reason we're blessed you know you can have another mentality you could hoard it and but it stops the flow and so just encourage you to instill those principles in your life and you will prosper you will have prosperity in your life let's pray let's stand up let's pray in the name of the lord jesus thank you father Lord, I just pray tonight in the name of the precious Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, that you would help us to instill these principles into our life. And I know many of us have these principles, Lord, but I just ask you, Lord, to help us, to help our neighbors, help our family, our friends, our children, our grown children, Lord, to instill these principles of hard work, of diligence, of contentment, of generosity, Lord, help us to instill these good principles that you teach us and the dignity of hard work lord help us to be delivered as a nation from this mentality of someone else taking care of us lord help us to be delivered from that mentality and help us to have that value and excitement and dignity of hard work thank you lord for blessing us as a church 
blessing as a people. Lord, help us to be a prosperous people so that we can bless other people, so that we can be a blessing to other people. We bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. We love you and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Next Wednesday is POR graduation. Don't miss it. Invite your friends. It's going to be a blessing.